Two Dudes and a Cage. With your hosts, Charles Clark and Matt Johnson. Two Dudes and a Cage. We are finally back. We know it's been a while. Life gets at us. We apologize. UFC 292. Man, this card is stacked. Uh, a lot of cancellations on this fight. It's the ultimate fighter finale. Man, I, I think this card is just going to be absolutely amazing. What about you, Pat? I do, too. I I know with you know, big names, injuries, so it lost a little bit of star power, but yeah. there's I know they're still looking for a Garbrandt replacement. They got one for Jeff Neal, which that's, that's even better. That right, that fight got better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, well, shoot. Let's get right into it. And first up, I don't know, I think the order might be a little bit off here. It's uh, different on different websites, so I apologize if I got it off a little bit. I'm starting with the tough finale. I don't think that's right, um, but we'll just go with that. I got Austin Hubbard versus Kurt Holobaugh. Man, both these guys were on the same team on tough. Uh, they were both on the veterans. They both come with great amounts of experience. Austin is a BJJ purple belt. He comes out of Militage fighting systems. Uh, my gym, Mike says the Levniks, we come out of Militage fighting system as well. So, you know, we're, we're loosely related, even though I don't know the guy at all. Um, he was the LFA champion. He was in the UFC before. He's got a win over Julian Lang in another league, which is like the let me bang bro guy. You remember him from the Austin Fighter. He's got five KOs. He's got two subs. Kurt, he's also on the vets. BJJ Black Belt. He was in Strike Force. He was also in the UFC before. He was on Dana White Contender Series Season 1. He got released from the UFC again. This is going to be his third time around if he wins this. He's got seven KOs. He's got nine subs. Uh, you know, I, I think two of the best guys here made it to the final. Uh, this should be a great fight. But um, I, th- I think Austin's just going to be a little bit more experienced. He's got a better, he's got LFA experience. Uh, Strike Force is pretty good. I think the only reason that he got into the UFC the first time is because the Strike Force was absorbed by the UFC. Um, you know, I'm going with Austin here. What about you, Matt? You know, like you said, like both these fighters were in the UFC. Uh, Austin Hubbard had a better tenure in the UFC than Hollaball. Uh Hollaball also he won the contender yeah, he won the contender series, but it was overturned because of a post a, I believe it was a post fight. One of his drug tests. He had a uh, he used an IV. So it was overturned. Uh but like you said, you know, Hubbard coming from Militage, you know his wrestling, you know his pressure. Like, look at the guys that came out of there. You know, Matt Hughes, obviously Pat Militage, two of the best welterweights in their era. So I'm also going with Hubbard. I think he'll be the winner of Tough 31, and maybe we can move on from Tough. Right, yeah, come on. Yeah. I don't think they're going to stop it now, but... 
I don't think so. I mean, it's a good show. It's a good format, but I just think this season with going veterans versus prospects kind of kind of set up the prospects for failure. Yeah, I I wasn't smart. You know? Yeah. And the contender series is doing really well and producing a lot of high level athletes too. Yeah. Alright, the next fight I have uh Kareen Silva versus Marina Morez. That's the first one on the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, that was the first one. So, so we'll we'll jump to that one. This <laughs> one's interesting because these two fought nine years ago. And uh, Morez won via armbar. And, you know, obviously they've both gotten better. Uh, Silva is 16-4, and four and Marnia is 11-4. and four. But Marnia is a monster. Like, she's a pressure fighter. She has great grappling. And Kareem, you know, she wants her revenge. She's a better striker. And I think if she can keep it standing... She can win, but I don't think she's going to get her revenge. I think Marna's going to just pressure her. She's going to smother her and take down and grappling and get in that clinch, and I think Marna gets it done by decision. No, Marna's the underdog in this fight, right? I know. Yeah. Green's got eight KOs, eight subs. I mean, she's from Brazil, so she knows she's, she's got good jiu-jitsu. I couldn't find her exact belt rate. She's faced a lot of got, uh, good competition. Marnia, she was a, uh, she's from Ukraine, so she's titled as a master boxer, master kickboxer. Um, they both have a right uh, around the same amount of subs. She's got one KO, six subs. She's got a lot of decision losses to grapplers. She's lost to Carla Esparza, Angela Hill, Jennifer Maya. So it seems like, like you said, she typically doesn't fare well against those grapplers, but she already has a grappling win over Kareem. And even though Kareem has those eight subs, you know, she doesn't really seem like a wrestler grappler, I guess. So, uh, uh, you know, I was looking, when I was looking, I noticed she gets the subs, but it's not really from a takedown. It's more from a knockdown. And then she goes in to finish and... And then, yeah, uh, takes advantage of, off, off yeah. of that. It's not, okay, okay. It's not because of her, her grappling got her to an advantage. Right. Nice, nice. Man, I didn't know these two fought already. I didn't see that. I overlooked that. Now I'm like questioning myself, honestly. I I, I had Kareem winning. I just, man, she's got all of those knockouts. And I just like, man, I, I don't know. I see all those knockouts. And then I saw where uh, Mara was a master in boxing. And so I'm like, you know this could turn into more of a grappling stalemate of the match. Mm-hmm. But, and now that Murren's already armbarred before, I kind of like that pick too. So let's go with it. Underdogs, let's go, baby. Early. <laughs> yeah. I got a couple underdogs picked too. So, all right. Next up, Andrea Lee versus Natalia. Phil, uh, Andrea, if you're watching, we'd still love to have you on the show. 
Andrea, she's a BJJ brown belt. She's a judo brown, or she's a, yeah, yeah, judo brown belt. She's a black belt in karate. She's a crew in Muay Thai. Crew means she's a teacher. She's got three KOs, five subs. She, uh, she is coming off of two losses in a row. She hasn't won a fight in two years. Natalia, she's got five KOs, seven subs. She hasn't lost in 2017. Uh, she's got an armbar to watch out for. She's also, she's got a highlight reel. She, like, did a spinning back kick. That's, like, the other chick was, like, going down for a takedown and, like, timed it just right to her face and knocked her out, which is, which is pretty sweet. Um, you know, I, th- I think Andrea Lee's kind of on a bit of a down streak. She's lost a few fights in a row. She's starting to get a little bit older now. Seems like Natalia's got a lot of um, got a lot of heat coming around her. She's undefeated. She hasn't lost her in six years now. Um, you know, um, I, I, I just think Natalia's gonna take this one home. Sorry, Andrea. Yeah, KGB. She she's back. She's looking to get back on track. She had a. It was kind of a close loss to Macy Barber in her last fight. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and you know, I think Silva has the advantage striking, and so I think KGB's her key to victory would be grappling, but. Natalia is a 92% takedown defense, so yeah. it's going to be a lot harder to get her down. You might be able to get her against the fence and trip her, but then you got to hold her down. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got good, uh, Silva's got good jujitsu. You know, I, you know me, I, I love Andrea Lee. Yeah, right. But unfortunately, right. I just, I don't see, and it's, it's not that she can't win this one. I just think the Stylistically, I don't think she's gonna, you know, maybe catch her, but I think this one will go to decision, and I think it'll be a split decision. But I think Silva gets her hand raised at the end. Oh, that was so tough. Yeah, I know. I'm like, man, I love you, Andrea. I'm sorry. If she comes on the show, I'll never pick her pick against her ever. Right, right. We're with you 100%. Yeah. All right, next one I got is Andre Petrosky versus Gerald Mearshart. Yeah. I always think Meerkat, but I know that's not right. Damn. So, Petrosky, you know, he's a grappler. He does have good power. He's 4-0 in the octagon. He has two submissions, one decision, and one TKO. Mearshart is more experienced in the UFC this is his 52nd pro fight in his career. That's a lot. And he's only 35. It's crazy. This Midwest boys get after it early. Man. He, he's 2-2 two and two in his last fight. And TKO and decisions were his losses. And his TKO is the last one. So that's something to look out for. You know, Mearshart, he likes to bite on his bite down on his mouthpiece and just start banging. And True. so he has a chance that he can catch Petrosky, but I think Petrosky's got that edge of the stand up and I think that's how he's gonna get it done. Nice, nice. 
man, there are a few things that come into play for this one for me, honestly. Uh, Andre, but yeah, like you said, he's a wrestler, he's a grappler. BJJ Brown Belt, he is wrestling heavy in his game. He chain wrestles, takedown after takedown, which is the way to do it. Um, you know, never stop at the first one. And but yeah, he's got four KOs, four subs. He was in tough. He was in LSA. Um, Gerald, like you said, super super veteran. Uh, been around for a long time. BJJ black belt, a Rufus Sport black belt, whatever that means. Rufus Sport just making up their own belts now, I guess. Six KOs, twenty-seven subs. Yeah, he he seems to kind of be like a fifty-fifty fighter, win lose, win lose. But he does does have he has crazy amount of experience. Um, something to look at. The last guy he fought, Joe Pfeiffer, is uh, I think Joe Pfeiffer is somebody to watch out for. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be a big name in the UFC. Uh, dude's for real. He's super legit. Even Dana White was like, be like Joe Pfeiffer. So I think uh, he also fought um, Gerald Marshall. Also fought uh, what's his name? Um, that's Killing everybody's ass right now in 13 seconds. Um, Cosma, Cosma. Oh, yeah, Hamza, yeah. Hamza, yeah. He fought Hamza. Uh, he's fought a lot, a lot of big name dudes, you know. Yeah. And he's he's been in there with with some real real fighters. I, I know Andre Petoski is doing good. He's four zero in the UFC, but I feel like. I feel like that decision win was gifted to him. Um, maybe not the decision win, but I remember one of his wins being like, nah, he didn't really, didn't really get that one. Um, I feel like some of the, I, I just feel like he's been walked a little bit. And I, I, I think this is just too big of a step up for him, honestly. Uh, uh, he's only had 11 fights compared to 50 fights. I just I know Gerald's the underdog in this, but I'm going with Gerald in this one, man. I really am. I, you know, I think he's. I, I, I just pulled his uh, thing up, and it's you know, Petrowski's like a chain wrestler. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to switch to Gerald too. Twenty-seven yeah, submissions. Yeah. And his last. His last four wins have all been by submission. So I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm on the Gerald train. Woo, woo. Yeah, I can feel it, man. I'm telling you. You. Yeah. Uh, is it me? Yeah. That's a good one, too. I'm so bad at that. All right, man. Next up, I get the hard names, too. Yeah, you Gregory Rodriguez is not that bad. Versus Dennis Tuleman. I, I could be wrong. Could be. Gregory. BJJ Black Belt. Man, this man has some serious athletic ability. He was a runner-up uh, for Olympic wrestling. He was the LFA champ. Nine KOs, three subs. He's definitely looking for that KO. He's got a nice arm bar. He can also heel hook you. Dennis has nine KOs. He's a Russian. 
Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of information about them. This whole Russian-Ukraine thing, they're kind of like, seems like there's less and less information about Russia and Russia out there these days for some reason. Seems kind of weird to me. Uh, seems like that's a trending thing for some reason. Um, this fight was supposed to happen on 6-24, which was my birthday, by the way. Uh, so, so it's supposed to happen like two months ago. Um, you know, these guys have had a long time to train. Um, you know, honestly, I, I think this is kind of hard to pick a winner here. This, this is, it's, I think this one's going to be a banger, honestly. Uh, I think these guys are going to come out and go at it. Um, I'm going with Gregory on this one, man. Good choice. Ooh. Yeah, you know, Dennis, he he is more known to be a striker. Uh, yep. He has finished 80% of his wins by KO or TKO. But we know he's not going to try for uh, wrestling. And if he does, Gregory is 100% on his takedown defense. So this is it's going to stand and bang. They're yeah, going to yeah. stay in the pocket. And I just think, I think Gregory is just... He's got that edge. He's able to get in closer uh, because he isn't afraid to go for clinches. And I think that'll be the difference. Because he's got a two-inch reach disadvantage. And I think that'll force him to get into the pocket a little bit more to stay off the the jab. And I I think Gregory gets it done, too. Yeah. 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 My my coach says when guys have that takedown defense or they're, they're good good on the ground, he makes their striking better because yeah. they're not afraid to get taken down. And so he's not afraid to throw. Yeah. I think there was that, that one video of Gregory where he's just like his eyebrows like split open. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole eyebrow is gone. Yeah, like, ooh, man. You know he's not afraid to bang. Yeah, this next fight is interesting for the matchmakers to make. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. At matchmaker perspective, definitely a hard yeah. one. Yeah, Chris Weidman versus Brad Tavares. The return. Yeah, I was, that's what I have in my notes. Yeah, Weidman is back after that brutal leg injury against Uriah Hall, which is crazy that we've seen more and more lately. wonder what the... Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah. The first one before Silva was like in 2008. And then it was like, what, four years later, Silva. And then we've had three in the past two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. It's maybe it's checking them leg kicks. It's a change in the game. Yeah. So Tavares, you know, he's known to have good stand up. And Weidman is obviously known for his wrestling. But Weidman, he can strike. strike. And, you know, he can also get caught, a la Luke Rockhold. But but that one was, you know, Luke Rockhold, his question mark kick, you don't see it come until you've been hit with it. So I'll give him a pass on that. Weidman's also 39. So I don't know how much more he has in him. Uh, I, I think this is a good welcome back match because Tavares, although he's stand-up, he's not really known for his power. So 
Weidman, you know, I'm not going to say he's chinny, but he is susceptible to getting hit in the chin. But I, I think Weidman gets it done. I think he'll, I think he'll be able to get it. Hopefully he uses his grappling like he did to become the champion and mix it up well because it really opens up a stand-up when he shoots for a couple of takedowns in that first round just to get him thinking. So, What's, what's with these MMA fighters not fighting in MMA fights? Uh, I mean, it's like they're they're totally their 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 IQs are just totally gone out the window. Sometime like Michael Chandler, the guy we we're talking about earlier, like dude, use your wrestling. Yeah. What are you? Not a street fight. Like what is wrong with you? You could be a world class athlete. I mean, you're already in top ten. You'd be a champion if you. Utilize your full skill set, but you refuse to for some reason. Well, like Justin Gaethje, he is a perfect example. Yeah, like, yeah he's, he's got great different. striking and great wrestling, and he doesn't use his wrestling. He doesn't use it at all. But but I, I think Justin kind of is he's the he's the entertainer. He's a, he gets a pass because he 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 does good with his striking. Oh yeah, you know, he doesn't. It doesn't when he doesn't utilize his full full skill set. It doesn't hurt him, and he doesn't lose fights because of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Weidman, you know, he kind of went that Rousey route, like stopped going yeah. with what he's good at and started losing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I know you watched yeah. this show, Chris Weidman. Get back to grappling. Right. Mix it up, though. Yeah, Chris Weidman, dude, man. BJJ Black Belt, NCAA Division One wrestler, six KOs, four subs. He's been out since 2021, like we talked about, because of that leg. I think he has, like, two losses in a row, too. Yeah. Brad's from Extreme Couture. Extreme Couture is a, a really well-known camp. Uh, you know, Randy Couture, one of the best in the game. You know, they're they have one of the best gyms out there. He's from Tough, five KOs, two subs. Brad is also on a couple losses in a row. Chris is the underdog in this fight, but I think, like you said, you know, the matchmakers probably did have a hard time with this one. They're both on those losses. Chris has that age. He has that injury. I think for those two reasons alone, that that kind of made him underdog in this play. Yeah, but I'm going with Chris as well, man. I I think Chris is going to win this fight, man. I welcome back, Chris. I think I think the UFC gave you a, a great opportunity to get back in here and get a win. Yeah. I think with that leg injury too is as like you know for the bookmakers, you never know where their mental head is. Are they going to be afraid to throw leg kicks? Does that take a whole, you know, part of your arsenal out with thrown kicks? Period. So yeah, for sure, it's a huge part of the game. Yeah, huge part. it really is. It really is. And once you once you start to realize and understand that, it really helps you or it can deter you. But yeah, yeah, right. I heard though, Chris is like, I'm coming in and throwing the hardest kick I can, or you know, something like that. Like you know, I'm testing it out right away. So that's what I that's what I heard he said. I can't remember what. Uh, probably some Facebook post or some shit. That 
it'd be good, but then it could also be bad because he could throw a leg kick and then if you know it gets and checked it and it hurts him, then yeah. he's like, "Well, I'm not throwing any more of those again." And he's like, "Oh fuck, yeah." Yeah, or he lands a good one and he keeps throwing and then he can re-injure it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's got like like steel bar in there or something, you know? Yeah, I'm assuming he does. I'd like. With a titanium rod. Yeah, put a rod in the leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, you're up. Ooh, you got the fun one. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, I got a good one. Yeah, you, yeah, Chris, we look forward to you. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. Next one. Uh, one of my favorite fighters, Marlon Vera versus Pedro Moon. Yeah, Marlon Vera, uh, he, he's one of my favorite fighters. Marlon Vera is one of my favorite fighters. Man, he's a BJJ black belt. AKOs, eight subs. Man, he's a fighter's fighter. He brings it every time. His last fight, I don't know what happened. He just didn't really, he just didn't really come to fight, man. Uh, Pedro Munez, he's a BJJ black belt. He's a brown belt, Juno, five KOs eight subs and then uh i think this has the potential to be a really good fight pedro he he had a few losses but he just beat chris gutierrez so you know he, he could have been a little bit of a comeback uh marlis is coming off that loss of course and hagan um i think he hopefully learned from his last loss where he didn't really push it and didn't really um uh he wasn't really active enough um, hopefully he comes out swinging a little bit more and stops waiting for the counter so much. Um, he's definitely a great counter puncher. Um, he just kind of waits a little bit too much on this. Uh, but I'm rooting with Marlon all day. You know, and uh, in his last fight, he said, you know, sometimes when you get there, you just, you don't feel up to it. And he said, that was my fault. I just, I couldn't get going. And he goes, and I lost because of it. I know that feeling. Yeah. And it's, it's tough because, I mean, obviously you don't want to get punched in the face. But sometimes you just, you know, even with anything in life, sometimes you just don't have that motivation to do it right then. And their, you know, your profession and their profession, you don't have that choice. Like. You don't get to say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, because you're in there oh, right now. Like yeah. You know, Munoz, yeah, Munoz, is, he's more of a, he got more known as a boxer. You know, when he first was coming yeah. up, he was a striker, but he, I believe he is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Yep, yep, yep. And I, again, I think Cheeto's going to win. Maybe it sets up for a Vera O'Malley part two. Ooh. For the title, Bro, stay that tuned. Would be, that would be pretty dope. Yeah. I, I think because who Cheeto is, he's always one win away. Like, depending who yeah. wins the title would either push him ahead or, oh, you need one more. Right, for sure. He's definitely right up there. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think Cheeto is a slight favorite. I think he gets it done. Yeah, yeah. 
Sam Hagen's got to be in line for the title, and I feel like he'd get pissed off if if, if Vera got a title shot before him. But I do see it happening. Yeah, but San Hagen said after his last, you know, last week, where yeah, he tore his uh, was it his tricep. He yeah, he said he was yeah, like, you know, I I should have still been more more uh, active and tried to get the finish. Yeah. So he he's also going to be out from that. So maybe you know, Cheetah slides in. Right there, you go. Perfect. I was excited about this Garbrandt versus Batista fight. Just because yeah. I like that they're not giving Garbrandt, like, you know, top tier guys. He's kind of right. slid into that gatekeeper role. Yeah. But he yeah. still has the chance to get a title push. So right. I was disappointed when he, when he fell out. Yeah. But yeah, hopefully I mean, the injury is like not to see him too make bad. A little bit of a comeback. Yeah, he's still pretty young too. Yeah, yeah, he can do it. He can do it. Yeah, if he, if he still wants it, he can do it. I like to say, you know, some people peak in high school. He kind of peaked in high school at his age. But I don't know. I remember them dudes that peaked in high school. Yeah. <laughs> this one, this fight got better. Yes, uh, I, I agree. You know, Jeff Neal. I I think he like Jeff Neal would have obviously been a good fight, but his better striker. And so we got yeah. Neil Neil Magny versus Ian Machado Gary. You know, Gary is a brash Irishman, somewhat like Connor, heavier weight, more well rounded than Connor. You know, he, he can do you know, he can wrestle, he can grapple. And not that Connor can't, but you never seen it with Connor on the come up where he's shown it all. Neil Magny, though, is a great matchup. It's a great test. He's that got that link, like that lanky striking style. You know, he's got a, what, six and a half inch reach advantage against Gary. But Magny has trouble against grappler heavy fighters. And I think Geary can really rely on his wrestling and his grappling and make this one a tough night for Neil. But Neil, he's going to give him 15 minutes. If, you know, it doesn't matter. Depending how that first round goes will depend how Neil fights in the second and third round. If he loses the first round, he tends to get loopy on his punches and kind of just like chase him down. Uh, yeah. But I, I'm gonna go Geary on this one. I think he's, I think he stays undefeated and. Man, this is such. Ugh, this is this is Neil Neil Magny is such a veteran in the game, man, dude. Uh, Twenty-eight and eleven. He's had quite a few fights now. You know, he's a BJJ brown belt. Uh, he used to wrestler, you know, like in college, he was a collegiate wrestler, football player. He's an army veteran. Um, he's got the most, yeah, right. He's got the most uh, UFC welterweight wins. Um, that just shows you how long he's been around, been in the UFC. Seven KOs, four subs. 
uh, Neil Magny will, will push the pace on him. Like you said, he's going to give him that 15 minutes. Um, so Ian Gary better be ready. It's funny because Ian Gary is undefeated, but somewhere had him listed as 12-2. and two. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, uh, uh, Wikipedia, I think, has him 12-1. and one. Yeah, but he's undefeated. Yeah. I, I was like, that's weird. Um, man. Or maybe it yeah. was Sure Dog. I, I seen it. Yeah, I seen it uh, yeah, too. And I, I was like, somewhere that I saw, I was like, that's not right. Yeah. And uh, I think, uh, I think this will be Ian, Ian Gary's coming out party. I kind of feel bad for Neil. I feel like Neil has stepped into a, a, a spot where they're kind of like setting up uh, future stars off of his name, getting yeah. wins over. Him. Um. I mean, it is what it is. I'm sure Neil's not mad. He's making money and, and doing his thing. But, um, but uh, Neil, Neil just seems like, even though he has such good good jujitsu and, and and tall, lanky, and can use his range, I, I feel like it's not gonna do him any good. I thought uh, Daniel Rodriguez was gonna be able to like bully Ian Gary. Just because he's just a big dude. Yeah. And he put Daniel Rodriguez away like it wasn't shit. Yeah. Um, so I just I I um I just don't think Neil is gonna be able to do it. You know. Um. Uh. I, I think this fight is gonna uh make make Ian Gary really popular in the UFC. I really do. It, it's tough because you know I like Neil. And yeah, he seems great. to always get, you know, get up there and then, like, a little slip-up or a match. Yeah, uh, and some fighters just, just don't get the championship. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's hard to become a champion. Oh, yeah. And it really is. Just, just fighting at that level for how long he has uh, is, is something in itself. It really yeah. is. And he's one of those rare fighters, even though he's, you know, had so many that, Every fight, he gets better. He shows something new every time. Yeah, for sure. All right, next up, we have the co-main event. Yang Lee versus Amanda Lemos. Uh, Yang, man. BJJ Brown Bell, kickboxing, Muay Thai, 11 KOs, 8 subs. If you don't know who she is, all you got to do is think of Joanna. Young J checks face after that title fight, and you will remember. You will know who she is. Uh, she's bringing it. Uh, she's the champ. She deserves to be the champ. Uh, she's bringing the heat. Uh, this woman is absolutely insane when she fights. She would probably kick my ass. No lie. Uh, Amanda Lemos, <laughs> eight KOs, three subs. Uh, Amanda brings it too, man. Um, she's a great striker. She pushes the pace. Um, you know, uh, this, this could be a great fight. If Amanda comes to fight and, and really pushes it and really tries, um, uh, we, we, we could have a good matchup. Uh, but I think in the end, Whaley is, is definitely going to win this fight. I just think she's the superior fighter. She's a superior athlete. Um, um, I just think hands down she's taking this one home. 
I too agree. I think unless your name is Aros Namunis, yeah, right. Oily's not gonna lose. Yeah. You know, yeah. When she first won the title in China, I believe it was against Jessica Andrade. The Andrade, yeah, yeah, the commentator said that she's came from the lab, which she's strong. She hits like a Prius, you know. She's got she's got power. And she seems to always have a disadvantage in reach because her reach is only 63. But that doesn't... She pushes forward. She's kind of like a Diaz brother in the sense where she just moves forward in her striking. And Yeah. Lemos... She generally isn't smart. Right. And, like, Lemos does have good counter punches. I just think Wei Li is just too fast. And I just think too strong. Or you know, too powerful in her punches, and I yeah. think this is going to be a good fight. But I'm calling second round TKO. Second round, all right. Zhang Wei Li is going to get it done. They don't have the odds up on UFC, but I can only I imagine that. Yeah. that Zhang is got at least a minus two hundred, probably two fifty at, at minimum. Uh, sometimes when they don't have the odds up, it means they're like even. Oh, really? Yeah, I've seen that before. It's like, you know, kind of an even fight. You know, kind of how like they're both negative 100 where it's like a pick Yeah, like a pick fight? Yeah. Yeah, like negative 100 would be like a pick fight where the judge is saying either one of these guys could fight. But then I've seen it where there's no odds. Yeah. Um, But I don't think that's the case for this fight. Nah, I think Wei Li is going to be the favorite, which, as the champion, she should be. Yeah, for sure. Typically, there's some cases where the champion's not the favorite, depending if you're fighting a fan favorite. You know? Yeah. And so I, I think Wei Li is the favorite. I think she'll stay champion. And I think she's going to knock her out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. This next one, the main event. I this one was this one's tough for me. We got Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley. I like Sean O'Malley, and we always say, you know, his wrestling has never been questioned. And I really thought against Peter Yan, I thought Peter Yan was gonna, you know, he's a boxer, but I thought he was gonna go more grappling and wrestling. And that didn't happen. And O'Malley narrowly won the fight, but I think he won the fight. And Aljamain beat, you know, Henry Cejudo, his last outing. Is this too quick of a turnaround for Aljamain Sterling? He does like to take time off, you know, nagging injuries, especially wrestling, you know, all his life. So... I kind of feel like the UFC kind of added a little more pressure to Sterling by saying, you know, you're fighting in Boston. And it's like, I just fought, you know. It definitely uh, pressured him. Yeah. yeah. And are they doing it because O'Malley's more of a a fan favorite, like a bigger name? Maybe. I think Sterling is going to wrestle. He's going to not 
let up on the pressure. He's going to just, you know, chain wrestling, grappling, and he's going to really test O'Malley. And you don't want to be tested in a championship fight. But then again, we said the same thing about Conor McGregor, and he knocked out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. So, there's that. And, yeah, I like O'Malley. I do. But I, I'm going to have to go with the champion on this one. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Uh, it's man. tough. It's all. This one is hard. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. I. I do. I like you said, Doc. I do think the UFC pushed pushed him to fight earlier than he wanted to. Um, you're right. I think El Joe's at the point in his career where. Where he needs some time. He just needs a little break, man. He wants to enjoy the fruits of his labor, as it could hurt him say. Um, you know, uh, it's hard. It's hard being the champ. It's hard fighting at any level. Uh, having multiple fights in a year, uh, it just wears on your body, wears on you mentally. Eventually, you just, you just need a little bit of a break, you know. This is um, his last fight at 135, too. I heard that too. Yeah, he said he's gonna win and let Marab take over. He cuts a lot of weight too, so it's kind of yeah. hard. Um, you know, cutting weight's not easy. It messes with your body. But um, Aljo is a BJJ black belt. He's a uh, NCAA Division two wrestler. He has three KOs. He has eight subs. Um, he likes to ride you. He likes to take you down. He likes to take you back. Um, he rides out to a decision a lot. He's got a lot of rear naked chokes on his uh, uh, wins on his record. Everybody knows who Sugar is. He's a KO specialist. Um, uh, he's a BJJ brown belt, though. Um, so he is. Uh, last I heard, he was a purple belt. So he's continuing to progress. Um, he's got 11 KOs, one sub. Um, like you said, though, I think his wrestling's going to fail him. Um, I think Sugar's only in this position be- because of how popular he is. I don't think he deserves to be fighting for the title. I think I think it's a little premature for him. Not yet, um, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they pushed him to the title too soon just because of how popular he is and how many tickets he would sell. But at the end of the day, it is a business. We're all here to make money. That's yeah. what it's about. So... I get it. Uh, popularity sells. If you don't sell tickets, they're not going to match it. That's just how it goes. Yeah. That's how it is. You know? Um, yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, uh, I, I don't think uh, he's going to pull off something like Conor McGregor or Jose Aldo. I think Jose Aldo let his emotions get to him, and he let Conor play him, basically. Um, yeah. I don't see Aljo doing that. Uh, Aljo is too mentally strong. I think he looks at uh, Sugar as somewhat of a joke, and I don't think he'll be afraid of him like uh, Jose was Connor. Yeah. Um, but I think Aljo's going to uh, take this one and remain the champion. I do too. And, you know, maybe O'Malley will surprise <laughs> us because there's the question of how good his wrestling is, but then think about it, it's like well there's also the question maybe his wrestling's really good maybe there's something that we don't know and right. usually yeah. going into a championship fight 
all questions are answered. But O'Malley got that McGregor rub, you know. He got that Snoop Dogg hype behind him. And, like, when you look at who he's fought, Marlon Vera lost. Thomas Almeida, you know, he won, but Almeida's... He's, he was on the down, the downward spiral. Then he fought uh, a UFC newcomer. Then he fought another UFC, I believe Pavaya was a newcomer or he only had like one or two fights. Then he fought Munoz and that one went in the second round and then it was a no contest. Yeah, the eye pole. Yeah, and then he fought Peter Yan. And that one could have went either way. See, he doesn't really have, have a championship record, if you ask. Right. Um, but. but when he gets those knockouts, you know, they're, they're highlight knockouts. and Yeah, that's what people want to see. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get a highlight knockout, though. And the question, too, is how's his cardio? He's never gone five rounds. So many questions. I mean, he looks like he has good cardio. He posts video of him doing like stupid, stupid shit where he's like, "Have you seen some of those videos he posts?" Yeah, I like, seen the one with like the running, Nerf guns. Yeah, he's like running around doing all. That. I mean, he looks like he has good cardio. Yeah, like, he does all this crazy stuff where you know. But does like, he have oh, wrestling wow. cardio? Is the question. Right. That's that makes a big difference. Right. Yeah. And Aljamain, you know he's going to just try to backpack him, which I know, I know yeah. the knock on Aljamain's, oh, his fights are boring, but he's trying to get a paycheck. You know, he's trying to get in there, get the win, stay champion, not absorb a lot of right. damage. Yeah. And if you don't want him to backpack you the whole fight, stop it. Don't let him. Yeah, exactly. I know if he was fighting me, he'd be on my back like that. Because I wouldn't right. be able to stop it. So. Shit. And he you looked mean, real good against Cejudo. Yeah. He even took him down. Yeah. More than once. Yeah. You know, he defended and then took him down. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going with all of Joe on this one. I am too. Yeah. And I think... You know, I know we didn't do one for the Aljo Cejudo fight, but I th- I'm pretty sure I messaged you and I said I think Cejudo's gonna get this one. Man, I thought he was too, man. I really did. Yeah. But I'm yeah. on I'm on Team Aljo now. Yeah. Let's go, Aljo. Yeah. Word. All right. You guys have heard our picks. We hope you uh, use it to make some. Friendly bets. Remember, don't bet more than you have because we're here to have fun. We do this because we love MMA. We love watching fights. You know, don't bet a thousand dollars. Bet twenty dollars. If you can't afford twenty dollars, just bet one dollar, like my one homie does. <laughs> Where he be sending me his bet, and he bet with a dollar. I'm like, bro, he <laughs> bet a dollar. It's not that serious. Hey, you, you bet one, win five, you know. It's... Yeah, no, hey, it's usually like win 50 or something, and, you know, I just think it's funny. And also remember, 
the more legs on your parlay, the harder it's going to be to hit. That's right. Exactly. So if you're looking for a a low, you know, like a lottery ticket where you bet a dollar to win, you know, 2000 there's a lot of things got to line up for that to happen. Yeah. It just makes it even harder. Yeah. Keep your parlay small. That's what I like to say. Two, I think three to four is manageable. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then if you want to do $50, you know, maybe do a two leg. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, that's how they get people though. You yeah. know, like they see those big numbers and they're like, yeah, and and they always say, oh, you know, bet the underdogs. Well, it's okay to bet two favorites because even if your payout's only twenty seven dollars, twenty seven dollars that you didn't have. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and there's a game to play there too, and a yeah. lot of people make that mistake. Pick a couple for sure wins and take that guaranteed money. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid exactly. But anyway, I know you got to get going. It's early. We all got to get to work. We get up early just to film this so you can have our thoughts before work. Two dudes in a cage. We're back. UFC 292. Let us know what you think in the comments. What you got for us, Matt? Let us know. Thanks yeah, for being with us. It's fight week. Yes, that's right. Two dudes in a cage. We're out. It's been their blood. <laughs>